Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. And if you would have told me six months ago that I would be doing marketing for a startup tech division, mm. <laughs> I would have said, said not Michelle Mallow. That's right. You're, like, <laughs> you're, out, you're out of your mind. Um, but a widget is a widget is a widget. And that's the whole like transformation and risk taking is like your skills are transferable. And just looking at the opportunity and what you can bring to a project, your individual. So that's the kind of stuff I like to talk to folks. Absolutely. You know, I'm not. You know, I don't do human resources, I don't do training, or I don't do tech, or I don't do this industry. It's like, no, actually look at what they're and looking for. And if it if it ignites something in you, we're like, wow, I could do something with that, or you get excited. Absolutely. Then you need to pursue it. And that's and that's what I like I said, like they call me the change CEO for a reason. Cause I've done a lot of stuff in my life from corporate to personal training, you know, lost a hundred. Right, right, right. Months to all of a sudden starting a health and wellness business to now all of a sudden you know, was doing consulting and then that moved into, oh, COVID. Now we're going to help people find jobs and, and, and I'm going to help and I'm a writer. Exactly. So, so we like, want to take a deep dive and we want to kind of take a look at that on the edge brains. Welcome to on the edge with April, Mich- April, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> I'm April, Michelle Mallow Mahoney now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have immersed all of the things that she comes and brings to the table into our interview today. I'm so excited to have her here. I've been waiting to talk to her for a while. We've been bantering back and forth just to kind of see where this is all going to land. And she is a woman that's talking about being impactful and influential when it comes to women. And I have to, uh, I don't know, I I, got to take a, a, a seat with that because women create life. We are the innovators. We are the creators. But it always seems like people always have to dial back and do work with us or for us or make decisions for us. When you are a baller, when you are a boss, y'all see this, Brains? I'm a boss. When you're a boss, you're a risk taker. You take responsibility for your actions. You show up. You do the work. And so we're going to talk to Michelle a little bit about that because, again, as you just heard, she's been able to weather the storm with the ebbs and the flows and the ins and the outs. And me too. I ain't going to tell you how many jobs I've really had in my career. It would blow your wig back. You would laugh so hard. But I was never one to be loyal to the organization. I was always one to be loyal to the mission, to the cause, and to the purpose. And a lot of times, brain in all honesty, that was me. (laughs) Because the companies nowadays, they will slice and dice, eat you, and spit you out. Right. You've got to be able to be an individual contributor in an organization. But beyond that, you got to have a side hustle. you got to know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents, and you've got to be able to have transferable skills. So tell us a little bit about that and the work that you do as a mentor and a coach. And you have a podcast, right? I'm going to be launching a co- podcast called Sparking Results because it's oh, all about yeah it's all about what what is that little flame that burns within you that you just have to get out in the world because it's that spark that lets people do amazing things in the world and 
And I always tell folks, if you feel that burning inside of you, don't ignore it. Because somebody somewhere somehow needs to hear that message. And other people in the world are are doing miraculous things that you could do too. And that's why we that's why I'm so honored to be on your podcast. So honored to be here because your tribe, your folks um, are doing things, moving. Moving and shakers, let me tell you, they do not let the earth stand still under their feet. And I encourage that. Even if you're in a, a, a difficult spot, you're in a difficult place, that's where you learn the most. Oh, it's through adversity. Wouldn't you agree? I 100%. Like, if I could explain my last four years, you know, and everybody has stuff, like, I'm not special, right? Everybody has stuff. You are special. Well, no, I'm not special in terms of, of, things happening i'm special on how i overcome exactly. and, that, and, that, and how you process it and bring others along with you because that's the whole thing is from what i've learned through adversity to your point is being able to to listen very uh, i should say listen on purpose listen intentionally intentionally that's the word i was looking for so that you can try to Sometimes it's just listening or sometimes it's just giving that a bit of encouragement. And that's part of the coaching and, and whatnot. Cause so my past, like I was in corporate for 20 plus years, hospitality manufacturing. Um, and again, I agree you're an individual cons, uh, contributor, but I also said I was kind of the team whisperer because I always wanted to make sure when there was adversity within the team or within an individual that I was the person to kind of bring them back in. And well, you tell, tell the truth and you're out of it now. Were you the whistleblower? No, I would never. And I would go to upper management because they don't see how information is really channeled and how the message changes from figurehead to figurehead to figurehead. What you got to realize, corporate America, is that the people on the bottom, that's the grassroots. That is what makes your business grow. So you need to pay, uh, you, you know, you need to put your head to the ground, pay attention to what we consider the the little people. No, they're not the little people. Look at the munchkins and the Oompa Loompas and all those. Okay. Yeah, remember that girl? They they made it happen. They made it happen. So when you're in this space, let me just ask you this real quick. Sure. When you're in this space of uh, a quandary, you're yeah. trying to figure out which way is up for you. Do I leave this organization? Do I stay? Uh, do I continue to go to HR with my issues and nothing goes on? When is the breakout point? When is the point where you just say, you know what, I'm breaking camp and I'm going to try something new? You'll know that within your heart. And if, if I may, I'm going to tell you just a brief story. I'm not going to say which company it was or any of that. But I was I was running marketing for this relatively large company. And I had folks that, sales folks and all that would report into me or or that I just kind of oversaw. I had a woman come up to me and she told me a very horrible thing that one of our upper management gentlemen did to her after the Christmas party. Now that is one of those things that that is a trumpet. Like I am not going to allow that under my watch. So go to HR, let them know. And instead of them taking action against the person, they took action against me. That I, was, uh, that I was not part of the boys club. I was not, I, so I was pretty much blackballed um, until this boss did it again, but this time with a customer and a vendor at a trade show. So he was fired that Monday coming back. And then I got an apology, but I dealt with that for a year. And I stayed there because I knew 
that I was doing the right thing with my sales folks for our customers and I enjoyed the work. Mm-hmm. But your, to answer that question, when they found out the truth and all I got was a, like a pat on the head, that was when I was like, okay, this is, this is not going to go anywhere and it's toxic and it's time to go. When you start to wake up every morning or every Sunday night and you have to take a deep breath to get from your car, you know, get up in the morning and then you have to sit in your car for 15 minutes just to get the, here we, here we go <laughs> to get into the office. That's when you, you have to do what's well, right. I, I had a little different situation. Uh, I was working in an organization. I got pushed up on by a chick. Really? Baby, she was on me like a freight train. <laughs> I was like, I was like, whoa. So I go to HR and I said, yeah, this, this is not a comfortable situation for me. Right. You know? And I told my mother. And my mother goes, HR took it lightly because she was a female. Mm. Okay? Yep. And I was like, you know, uh, sexual harassment is sexual harassment. That's right. Don't get it twisted. You know, and then, so brains, if there's anybody in your work environment that make you feel uncomfortable, you speak to it. But then also too, you've got so many situations where people hook up in the work environment. You're with these people 30 hours, 40, 40, you're with them sometimes traveling. That's right. With them more than you are with your family. But you have to have a code of ethics. You don't never get your honey where you make your money. That's the recipe. (laughs) That's a recipe for disaster. So you go through all of these trials and tribulations. And when you walk away, also brains know that you don't just walk away with what's in your desk. You've built relationships. You've built contacts. You have other people in the organization. You're going to want referrals. You're going to want references. These may be your future customers. Also, take something with you as far as data collecting to merge over into your next career. Wouldn't you agree, Michelle? I 100% agree because... You really touched on something in terms like I traveled all the time. I'd be gone two, three weeks, sometimes out of a month on all these things. And you miss time with your family and your friends. And I I was, they would say, where's Waldo? Where's Michelle? Can you come to this? Can you come to that? Anytime. And this could be not even just in the workplace. It could be people that are friends. It could be family. If it's toxic and you're uncomfortable, handle it and walk away. I don't care how long you've been friends with them. I don't care if that's your, your cousin, your, even sometimes your parents, if it's bad situation, you need to just walk away and do what's right for you and stand up. So you don't miss out on life. So I'll tell you, girl, I'm going to be 50 years old in a couple months. Girl, I just turned 60. Nice. And and like I said, everyone's like, are you upset with that? I'm like, no, nah, the worst thing is I don't turn 50. That's the worst scenario. <laughs> That's the worst scenario. And you know what? When you wake up on your 50th birthday, like I woke up on my 60th birthday, I'm telling you it was an epiphany. Yeah. It was a rite of passage. The doors just swung open for me. I literally felt it. I'm unapologetic. Right. I'm respectful. And I had to look at myself. I said, you know what? I'm not promising another 60. All oh, this is goodness and grace up under, you know, it's grass up under my feet, but I am going to carry this forward and I'm going to mentor other young individuals, men and women. You know, it's a lot of women out there, but a lot of men have mommy issues. A lot of men don't have good male mentors. And I have really worked with some young men that are beasts. Girl, don't, don't let me get you to the barbershop, take you and put you on a suit and some cologne shoes. <laughs> and teach you how to conduct yourself in a, a corporate setting, how not to be looking all crazy, pull your pants up. 
<laughs> we have to mentor the younger generation. Because someone told me something that was very profound about two weeks ago, and uh-huh. it, I can't stop repeating it. Said that this generation is about 10 years developmentally delayed from where we were. Yes. And their communication style is different. When you're in the living room, you're going to text me. Girl, it makes me come up out the ground. <laughs> you're so right. So it's a whole lot of things. We're in a lunar vortex. We are in 5G. The work environment is the time of the great resignation. Yes. You know, and people really are not caring about money. You know, you need it to live. Don't get me wrong, especially here in California, girl, where gas is $7 a gallon. Who does that? Gosh. And yeah. no mass public transportation here in San Diego. Uh-huh. You know, you got to go through all of this kind of stuff. So people are looking at life differently. What is really important to you? What is really, how are you going to make a difference? How are you going to be an impactor and an influence? What do you tell your people about that, Michelle? I tell them that if the rug gets pulled out from under, you buy a new rug. Mm-hmm. With COVID. Or sleep on the floor. <laughs> that's it. Because this to me, is, this is where you take a look at gratitude. Is that, okay, as an example, I helped a lot with COVID. I had to shift a little bit. I helped a lot of folks in career transition, a lot of gentlemen who hadn't looked for a job in 30, 40 years. I had grown men in tears with me because they had kids in college. They had, or elderly um, parents they're taking care of. And I said to them, I'm like, you need to change your mindset. We have to look at this as a blessing because first and foremost, you've been in this crib. What if you find a, we find you another job that you love even more, that you have more influence and impact. You're able to mentor the upcoming generation. What if this is the time to start that business you have always dreamed of? Because this is the turning point. Mm-hmm. And once they started to look at that, that I w- that something was taken away, but no, you were actually given a gift to make what is the next part of your life. And once they did that, it was transformational for them. And, you know, and I have a lot of really strong, a lot of really strong women in my life. And I and I'm I do a lot of work with women of impact and innovation and all these sort of things. But I'll tell you, sometimes you find these like I'm age myself, but the I call them my righteous brothers. Because <laughs> because because gentlemen need just as much support. Absolutely. Time Absolutely. That they're they're human. And so, we have to. This is the the age of the woman, but we have to work in conjunction with our men counterpart. I want to learn. I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Woman King. Not yet. Baby, you better run out and see it because what he does is he honors this woman in such a way and she stands up for it with no nonsense. And he appreciates that. And there's tons of men. Men get a bad rap. There's tons of men that really appreciate what we do and value us and want to learn from us. So we need to work in harmony here. It's not them against us. 100%. You know? Right. But have the courage, though, because, again, I told like my last four years have been fun. I was going to put it that way. I went through, you know, I was with uh, my ex-husband for 20 years. Mm. And there is a point where you go, is that support anymore? Is that love anymore? Or are you just going through the motions and you have a roommate that Mm. ends up being toxic, that wears on you day in and day out? He was a massive narcissist. Mm. at least it when it talks about domestic violence never touched me never none of that right but the mentally mentally mess you up just as bad and that's why i try to tell folks i'm like 
he, he doesn't have to approach you if every time you do something, they're looking around the corner in judgment and making those snide remarks because those little teeny jabs, will you will bleed out if you continue. And I said, I lasted about, I probably stayed five years too long because I was trying to be, not trying, I was an entrepreneur. But when you've got bills and you've got insurance, that's, yeah. you know, just all, and you have that whole, it's 20 years and home mm -hmm. and all that, everything you've built. That is the hardest thing. And that's for men too, because there are some women, girl, that are just awful. And and they need to stand up and know. I when told you the one that cornered me in the, in the office. I'm <laughs> telling you, you have to you have to know and, and have a boundary for yourself and be able to recognize when, and that's like, like we talked earlier, whether it's the job you need to leave, that friend you need to leave, that husband, that wife, whatever it is you need to leave, because in the end, you have you. And if you bleed out what's left, you know, you've only right. got one, one vessel, right? So but then one day you have this great awakening. You're like, ah, I found who I am. Now let's deal with the hard charger. Let's deal with you and I, Yeah. a woman that's been there, done that, wear the t-shirt, confident, got the money, got the, you know, the ability to pour into others. Cause you know, uh, there's an ego involved that yes. needs to be managed. There's a certain arrogance. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, you know, hell, I look in the mirror, blow me a kiss in a minute. Because <laughs> nobody is going to love me, mentor me, coach me, support me, and talk to me like me. Right. And that's what you have to have is the I am conversation. People can call it arrogant. They can call it cocky. Uh, you know, put it in any kind of frame you want. That's right. But see, my, my frame's bling. Because <laughs> I, I want it to radiate. I want what I'm doing to just to cast out onto the world. It's not about just me, but I put in the work, baby. Right. You best believe it. And I will pat myself on the back before I need outside influences. And if that's, you know, that's, that's hard for people to understand, I'm sorry. But you've got to have that skin in the game. You've got to be able to, you know, hold and fold. You got to show up even when it's tough. You know, my mentor, I met several times, Muhammad Ali. And he would tell me, he said, baby, am I pretty? I say, yes, you are. Girl, because he was gorgeous. Oh, yes. Am I the greatest of all time? Yes. Am, do I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee? Yes. yes. But he made you believe it. He right. made you believe it. Even our last president, number 45. Mm -hmm. I ain't no fan. But what I do admire about him is his damn tenacity. Agreed. Okay? Agreed. But I follow through. You know, if you make a decision, I'm going to leg wrestle you to the ground to make you believe. I'm going to continue to tell you that I am this until it is ingrained in your brain. And you believe it. That's right. That is what an influencer and an impactor does. You look at dictators. I got a thing for dictators. I, you know, I don't like how they treat their people, but I love the influence and how they just captivate you and just draw you in and encourage you to, to follow them. That's Even, right. if, you know, now there's great people in the world. I mean, you know, you look at Barack Obama and Gandhi and Mandela. They too were a form of a dictator because they were Pied Pipers. Right. Okay. So we all need to learn to play our flute, Michelle. That, that's a hundred percent. Like you said, your, your frame is bling minus fire. 
It is because to me, it is the fire that you bring to the conversation. It's the fire you ignite in others. It is the passion that you bring to everything you do. And if my flame and my heat can warm you and, and, and all of a sudden ignite what you're doing, that is everything to me. And you have to believe it. I'll tell you, this is the craziest thing. I had this meeting with the gentleman talking about TikTok. And again, I didn't grow up with this stuff, right? So I was like, all right, I'll take the meeting. TikTok, what talk, whatever. Yeah. I hold my whole 200 followers. You know, like, I, don't, I know, I know. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, whatever. But, <laughs> but he said, when we were getting off the phone, he put his offer, and the way he framed it, I actually was like, okay, you know what? I'm thinking about it a little differently. So influence. But at the end of that, he goes, can I just say something? And maybe he was selling me, but I already told him we're going to take a look at this another time. But he goes, you have just ignited the rest of my afternoon by your energy and, and your presence on this call. He's like, I've met you for 15 minutes. He goes, and I am on fire. Mm -hmm. You have an energy. And that is the best compliment I can get from anybody is that after a conversation that you feel empowered and you feel, and you can, and my energy is, 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 especially if you're having a bad day, because everybody has them, right? If that can change around and I can be that much of a part of it, that means that I've done my work for that day and I've let that. Well, what I want to see you do is I want to see you take action. Oh, golly. Yeah. Right? Because information is only powerful when it's applied. That's right. But you or know? when it's not applied, because like the TikTok thing, not right. So you have to make sure that you're making the right decision and the actions you're taking. So it's going to get you to the next level. Cause I get bombarded. My LinkedIn is so crazy with, Hey, would you like, you know, have a Zoom call today? You like all that kind of stuff. And there's that boundary to understand what action is actually going to get you the next step the quickest right most efficient um but if you don't and you just you just expect that that my the one word i hate the word the most is called i deserve mm. you don't deserve anything right entitlement that's right you the, the interview i did just before yours was with a uh with a doctor and we talked about the mother-daughter dynamic mm -hmm. and the entitlement but and it's like being used. People say, oh, they use me. You can only be used if you put yourself in that situation. That's right. And no is a complete sentence, brains. No. no. Doesn't work for me. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. I'm not interested. I don't have the money. I don't find the fit. I don't have the need. I, but all that shucking and jiving and, and, you know, lying and don't put me off. Just come straight to the table with it. That's I right. can appreciate that. How you serve it up. A lot of people can't accept no. They feel that they're deflated or they're defeated or they're less than. No, it's not about you. Okay. If you are waiting for a response from another individual, they say no. There are, trust me, six to seven other people that are going to say yes. Well, and then also just taking your own boundaries. You saying no is saying yes to other things that serve you better. Right. Because, because the more you say yes, the more diluted your actions are. Right. You're a people pleaser. That's it. And in... And now you're doing a thousand different things, none of which is great because you're just doing it, excuse me, but half-assed because you right. don't have the bandwidth right. to Absolutely. really focus and get it done. So no is, a, and I always preface a lot of that with folks. I go, I'm going to ask you a question. And I go, by the way, no is a perfectly good answer. I won't be offended, but I want at least, and if it's good, cool. Because even if you tell me yes, and you really feel no, this interaction isn't going to work. What we're going to try to do, because in right. your heart and in your soul, you don't want to be there. You, you don't want to go to that party. Don't go to the party. 
because you're going to stand there like, why'd I come? As you're getting ready, you're like, why'd I say yes? Please right. cancel, you know, that kind of stuff. So but it's also reframing situations, True. okay? Because yeah. I was talking to my mentor and I had run across a situation, you know, two or three times. And I'm like, damn, here we go again. And she goes, no, this is not here we go again. She said the, the, the previous two or three times you didn't learn the lesson. Oh. She says, now what you need to do is you need to go in and reframe it to the way that you want it because you've had those negative experiences. So okay. you know what not to do, right, April? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. So now you try a different approach. That's right. It's how you receive it. It's how you process it. It's how you deal with it. Girl, I went in and killed it and won. I and it. I was like, you know, I was saying, shoot, let me take you to dinner. Because it was just as simple as reframing it. And that's with any situation. You know, the holidays when they come and, you know, dear Aunt Martha's drunk, <laughs> talking mess and all that kind of stuff. But maybe you could reframe it to say, you know what, let me get into Aunt Martha's head and let's laugh and make some jokes about it. Let's talk about how she acted a fool last year. Let's talk about how we could be better this time. You know, right. or maybe Aunt Martha sobered up. You don't know what the situation is going to be because you have not been presented with it. Right. So for you to already uh, predicate what the outcome is going to be, you do yourself a disservice because you don't go through the learning process. Hundred percent. You know. Yes. And so you 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 know, and that's with a lot of situations in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. They're all about the bottom line dollar. That's right. And what you have to do is you have to invest in that relationship capital because your your employees is what makes the money right. for you. And I'm telling you the. When you go on LinkedIn and all this kind of stuff, there are all these opportunities for entrepreneurs, but you can be entrepreneur too. You don't know how to run a business, okay? Just because you got a bright idea, you still need accounting, you still need marketing, you still need promotions, you still need products, you still need a commitment, you still need a customer. That's right. And those customers are the ones that are essentially your boss. Whether you want to believe it or not, they are the boss. Yeah, and that's how, did you, how did you okay. boss up in an entrepreneurial space? How did you boss up? Realizing that I couldn't do everything. Mm -hmm. I really found the passion. And it, quite honestly, it's about being able to pivot. Not to be like, uh, like Ross on Friends, like pivot! But, you, <laughs> but you, you you really need to start to look at it because I want, I can't tell you how many times I've rebranded, re-looked at. I mean, I left corporate America and I was a personal trainer. And I was like, you left running marketing for a national, an international company, you know, to, to, to be a personal trainer. I said, because my passion was the fact that I wasn't living life because I was 300 and almost 20 pounds. No, shut yes. the front door. But yes. And so I lost 170 pounds. And I decided that I saw so many of my colleagues and so many of my girlfriends and, and gentlemen friends who weren't living life because they were in this body, they were trapped. They weren't living because of, of choices, you know, and, and things. So I say I bossed up when I, the day that I literally threw my back out, getting out of bed at 28 years old, I had to call in fat to work because I could not get, I couldn't move. I crawled. I remember getting onto the floor, crawling to the bathroom, literally grabbing onto the rug to pull me to the next step. Mm. That That is when you have a moment like that where you go, what am I doing? I know I'm intelligent. I have, you know, 
my master's. I've, I've, I've done the work. I've done all this. I'm, I'm very successful, but I wasn't successful in my own life. And it was at that moment that I decided I got to do something else. And when I was able to make that happen, and again, I've gained, I've, I've lost it. I've gained it. You know, I've released it, you know, all those things, but I knew other folks, I could have an empathy to understand what they were going through. I might not ever be the, the thinnest girl or, or, or the strongest, but I am mentally the strongest and I can help you with that. Absolutely. And that's where I left, you know, 38 years old at that time, it took me 10 years to do that 38 years old. I'm in personal training school at, you know, there's all these little teeny things, right? At, at 22, I'm 38 and not exactly tiny. And uh, the amount of actual respect I got from those folks though, that I was doing something and the relationship I had with clients because they knew I had the size 28 pants at one point. And yeah, I'm not a size six, but I'm a size 12. Hmm. And, they, and, 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 they could, and they could relate to the fact that I would never judge. I understand the mental that's going on with them and and help them turn a corner to again like you said to believe in yourself mm -hmm. ignite the passion that you're worth the work right Not even the you work. gotta be worth yeah the exactly. value the value is in the work that's right you know at risk versus reward that's it what are you willing to gamble tell us a little bit about your book yeah book. so the i I'm hoping that's not hoping it's coming out Q1 of uh, next year, but I have the first draft and it's called do it anyway, mm. how, to, how to lose 185 pounds in one day. Wow. And like I said, the punchline of that is divorce because mm. you got to know what you need to release. That's keeping you back. So it's all about the trials and tribulations that make you who you are today. And I've had this book in progress for quite some time because what's interesting when I tell folks and with website, whatever it is that you're doing, there's divine timing. So if I would have released this book last year, it wouldn't have been right because I'm in a different place. You know, again, I, I went from, I'm, I'm a Chicago girl. So I went from Chicago, moved across country. I'm here in Phoenix now. And just everything that's happened, it's like now this book has more meaning versus me. I just need a book because I'm a speaker, mm. I'm a consultant, you know, that sort of thing. So, so that, that is what we're going to chat about in the book is, is, is about accepting the fact that it's not always going to be right, but it's about releasing things that do not serve you. And sometimes that's harder or that, than it looks, or sometimes you don't even realize it's not serving you because you got to live. You know what, Brian? Sometimes it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, they, you will never grow in the pain until you recognize that the pain of remaining the same is yeah. greater than the pain of change. That's right. You know, that's, and I, I have. And you have I wish so much there's to a look lot of things to. that I wish I hadn't gone through, but I would never change what I went through. Because but you would not be I the woman say, that you are today if you and, did and not go through those investments, experiences. Just things that you do and you look back and like, yeah, I'd like to have some of that money back that I might've made some wrong decisions, emotional versus intelligence. But I would not be sitting here talking to you today and have met this wonderful woman if I hadn't gone through where I, all the, all, you know, all the trails, all the different side roads and all that has brought me to sitting here on this Zoom call with this wonderful woman and talking to brains oh, you. across the, the world, right? So well, you know what, and you're, but you're an impactor and an influencer and that is what's key. You're not just sitting on it. You know, a lot of people just sit on their loins and wait for it to happen. Baby, you gotta make it happen. You gotta make it happen now. I was telling somebody else, I'm losing so many friends, like 10 people in the last two months oh. and not uh, debilitating illnesses, just not waking up. 
Yeah. And it's of the heart. So we have to reconnect to that heart-centered place. And it starts with self. You cannot exude, you cannot receive anything from an outside influence except for the universe. And so many people are closed off to that. That's right. You know that their frequency is so low. Tell you a really quick story before we conclude. Uh, I got a message from God in my meditation. I said, baby, I have a gift for you. He calls me baby. And I said, you do? And he goes, yes. He says, and it's a big one. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And he goes, but you have to change your uh, level of influence and your circle of influence and your frequency. Three instructions. Okay. I said, now, what is this all about? Girl, I went to a drum circle. Okay. Demon was in there screeching and they was playing the gongs and they was doing Reiki. And I, you know, I thought I was like in fairyland. <laughs> Crazy. I go to a networking meeting. I'm the only piece of pepper in the salt shaker, right? Okay. I'm the only sister in there for miles. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was in a beehive. Oh, honey, come, honey, sit next to me. Honey, can I get you something to drink? Honey, what, you know, here, can I have your business card? Blah, 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 blah. Next thing I know, the lady that's giving the, uh, she's the, uh, the orator for the event, turns the audience over to me. She said, I dig her vibe. I like her. I need every one of you ladies, about 85, 90 ladies in there, get her business card. Work with her on her show. Girl, I think I got like 37 bookings for my show. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I came home and I was just, girl, I was cute when I left. Them eyelashes was half off. That mascara was running. Because I understand the power of surrender. Yes. And sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, I surrender to the situation and be still. You don't always have to keep going, keep pushing, keep just be still and follow instructions. That's another thing. Women, learn to shut your mouth and just follow instructions. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Right. It's just how you do it. And Michelle is a great teacher. Please tell my brains how to get a con- in contact with you. Tell them uh, how they're going to get a copy of this book and how to tune into that podcast, Queen. Absolutely. You, you can follow me on any prob- uh, problem. <laughs> I can help you with any problems. See, look at that. That was, uh, you, on any platform, because uh, sometimes social media is a problem. Let's put it that way. That's right. Uh, it's at the Michelle Malo. Yes, the Michelle Malo. Because I got my whole thing hacked. So now I'm just going to own it. It's the Michelle Malo. It's 1L Michelle. Uh, that's also my website. It's Michelle Lee, L-E-E, Malo. Uh, check out the website. We have... And that's where you can sign up to be a guest on the podcast. We're recruiting right now to get folks lined up and interviewed. The book, if you would like to get on the wait list, just send me a note on any of those platforms. Or my email is also michelle at michellemalo.com. Trying to make that all easy. But I would love, and, and if you just want to chat or see how I can help, uh, that is my purpose. That is my passion. And, uh, and the group of women that that follow April, I am in awe of being a part of it. And uh, I would look forward to, if you could, if you would like to reach out, it would be my absolute pleasure. We're going to share you all over the world because that's exactly what we do here on the edge because we love, like, subscribe, and share. Love, like, subscribe, and share. I tell you all the time, you don't pay to get up in here, but you better pay attention. That's right. Okay. (laughs) And so we love you. We respect you. We honor you. Each individual, through your trials and tribulations, know that we're here to handhold you. Just a point and click, DM me, DM Michelle, 
you know, because we got some information. And you know what? You might be a valuable resource to us, too, because we don't know everything. Like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. There's just a whole lot that we have not discovered. And you are a bright star, and we're looking for you. Thank you so much for being here with me on uh, on the edge, Michelle. I really, really appreciate your wisdom, your chutzpah, and your tenacity. That speaks volumes. All right, brains. I love you. Handle your business. Thank you.